Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how's it going? It's going good, Henry. It's pretty warm down here in Southern California, and happy Superhero Day. That's right. Today is April 28th. 2023 superhero day happy superhero day um i am also joined by christian diadamo christian how are you hey i'm doing well happy superhero day yes happy indeed. superhero day <laughs> yes nice <laughs> batman voice we are the comic sauce podcast you can find us on twitter and instagram at comic sauce pod and uh, even though it's superhero day, we're going to talk about not superheroes, not even comic books, really, because uh, the Super Mario Bros. movie has hit theaters and we must talk about this movie. This is going to be our main theme for today. And um, because Christian is such a big gamer, we thought it'd be a good idea for him to lead the discussion. Christian, take it away. Hey, Paisanos. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some Mario. Um, so I love Mario. I grew up with Mario. I've been playing Mario since I was like, you know, three, four years old, pretty much as, as long as I can remember on my grandma's Super Nintendo and have been playing, like, you know, kind of picked up, you know, Mario here and there since loved Mario, the latest one, Mario Odyssey on the Switch. And so I've been a pretty big fan for many years and I've been waiting for this movie quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I think when the trailer dropped, I... I was I was pretty excited. I was very worried when I saw Illumination come up. I was not really that big on Minions or anything mm. uh, or Sing. And so that, that was a little worrisome. And watching, you know, when you hear a Mario movie, you think of the the 90s movie with uh, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo. Uh, I watched it as a kid because it's all you had at the time. But it was terrible. Um, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes drama to that movie, and the movie was a huge flop. Really, really weird. And Mario and Blade Runner is not really something that should mix. <laughs> uh, which sounds it sounds very uh, out there, but it's, uh, it's I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um that that's what the movie was um with bowser being just dennis hopper and so um it is worth seeing and so i've been waiting for this movie well you know for uh since i since i first played the since i first played mario at three so that's wow. my backstory as this big mario mega fan so what about you guys have you guys what is your kind of experience say with like mario 
Nintendo and like kind of all of that video game ilk. So, Perfurio? yeah, why don't you start, Perfurio? Sure. So, let's see. Mario's probably like, I mean, like, yeah, like Mario's been around for so long. I feel like any kid nowadays, like, that's going to be like one of the first video game characters that you're introduced to. And so, yeah, ever since a little kid, like, I've been. I've known of Mario. I've played Mario. I think the first Mario game I owned was on Game Boy Advance. It was one of the um, Super Mario um, games. I think it was like Super Mario 3, I think. Um, and, you know, they, as an adult now, like, they're still really fun games, especially like Mario Kart and Mario Party. Um, they 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 make I, I can tell you from experience they make really really fun games at parties when you're like drinking and stuff like <laughs> words are said that may you may not mean them the next day apologies have to be said but they're really fun um and yeah like i think mario and like the whole franchise is just a really fun thing for like any little kid to just get into because it's got adventure it's got action it's got um superpowers so yeah that's my little backstory with mario right on uh so for me um yeah i am a gen x 80s kid and yes, I did own the original NES. And yes, I played a lot of Super Mario Brothers on it. So um, I have a lot of fond mem memories playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES. And um, yeah, those were formative years. And I will always remember, you know, all those hours upon hours playing on that NES um, not just Super Mario Brothers, but, you know, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, The Legend of Zelda, etc., etc. But yeah, definitely logged a lot of hours playing Super Mario Brothers. And, um, you know, some of the best times of my life were playing Super Mario Brothers in the 80s. Uh, so that definitely needs to be said. Um, I also wanted to call out um, a period in like the early 2000s when... I was playing a lot of Mario Kart on the Wii, the Nintendo Wii. And um, yeah, it was like like a daily thing at, um, at my workplace. Yeah, I, I had a period of time where I worked at the video game review company, IGN. And um, it was a thing to play Mario Kart like every freaking day and we had a blast oh my god um again um some of the best times of my life <laughs> um so you know i think that that was the extent of it for the most part playing mario games you know touched upon playing donkey kong here and there some other mario games like super Sma super smash brothers i've definitely dabbled in some 
Um, but I think um, Super Mario Brothers on the NES in the 80s and uh, Mario Kart on the Wii in the mid-2000s, um, those were um, the most memorable uh, Mario gaming experiences I've had. And very classic right there. So, Mike, and it's kind of funny that you guys, like, the first things you guys do mention is, like, Kart and Party, Super Smash Brothers. They kind of, like, the actual, like, spinoff games for Mario that have taken on, like, a life of their own and essentially become such a core part of, like, the Mario identity. Because they're such great games to play with other people, and they're just so much fun. Like I've I've spent many many hours playing Smash Kart Party, in <laughs> in especially in college, for you're hanging out with like you you're hanging out with a bunch of friends. You got a you got a few drinks, and then you know, as Perfirio said, you know, you start hurling insults at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Words are so. said that are not that are not meant. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the shit talking yeah. during Mario Kart is just like the best. <laughs> yeah. And there, there are some words that have come out of my mouth playing Mario Kart that I, I like. I still can't believe I said some of the stuff <laughs> I said, but it just it just comes out, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you see a different side of yourself. Yes, during these yes. during these games. Hey, a side note. I'm curious. What were you guys' uh, your guys' go to characters for Mario Kart? Um, I mean, if it had like a large selection, I would usually I'm I'm usually like Boo or Shy Guy. Mm. But if it had like just like the basic, like just the main characters, I guess like um Yoshi or Toad, I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Toad was my mm-hmm. go-to. Yeah. I did play a lot of Toad because he was like the lightest character, yeah, so he was like fast. the easiest to maneuver and yeah. really fast. Yep. So I did play a lot of Toad. And like when I was like a kid, I, I gotta play Mario in every Mario game. So I used to pick a lot of Mario, but then I realized I kind of like the lighter characters more. <laughs> so I think I gravitated yeah. more towards Toad, and like I think now, like I think now in the new one, I play like one of the uh, one of Bowser's kids. Because they're like much uh, smaller. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So I guess um going going into the uh going into the movie. So like you since you guys have more or less like grew up with Mario, he's kind of just like part of like a pop culture zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so what were your what were you guys thinking going into this movie? Like from the trailers, from uh, the casting, from uh, like everything, kind of leading up to it. Maybe since you guys, maybe you guys didn't know, since you guys didn't see the original from the '90s, but you guys probably already kind of know about it. You may have seen it, and of course, the reputation of video game movies. What what? were you guys expecting going into mario yeah for me i think yeah like when they first introduced the cast because you know there was like chris pratt as um 
Mario and Jack Black as Browser, um, and a Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I honestly felt like, like I think you said it already, Christian. Like you know, like video game films, like when they turn or yeah, like video game adaptations are like. like either like a hit or a miss and i kind of felt like this was just going to be like a big miss to be honest i thought like like you know the the studio illumination wasn't going to treat this um with like any sense of respect to the franchise i guess that's the best way i could describe it but i felt like they were just gonna make a joke out of it and just like make a, they made a film just for you know like money's sake because like like Mario's just like a big pop culture phenomenon um so like I just remember yeah like kind of reading like one I'm not the biggest like Chris Pratt fan so I just remember like saying when hearing like headlines like oh he's not doing the Italian accent oh he's uh like he's not doing this I was like oh this movie's already sounds bad enough and then the trailer Um, not gonna lie, the trailer did kind of pique my interest because there was a little bit of humor with like Jack Black's um browser, you know, like that that one scene where he's like uh uh attacking the castle. Um but I kinda yeah, just didn't have any little to like no expectation for the film. And then I like watched it Wednesday night that it came out and I only watched it because I was like, everybody's going to be talking about this and like, it's such a big phenomenon. How can you not talk about it? So let me just go with the crowd and um, watch it and I'll give my thoughts about it in a sec, but um, going in, I'll just say I had like little to no expectation or hope that it would be any good. Yeah, I had a similar expectation level too. I had low expectations. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The big celebrity cast kind of turned me off because I felt like, oh, they just hired these famous people so people would go see the movie. Um, but the movie's actually probably pretty shitty. because they had to get all these like super famous actors to do the voices. Right. Um, so yeah, actually getting a, a big name celebrity cast that, that was almost like a turnoff for me and what you're saying, Christian, the, the bad track record for video game adaptations that didn't help. Um, I figured this would just be another one of many, failures uh in that genre <laughs> and um yeah i was kind of viewing this as best case scenario it'd be like a, a sonic the hedgehog kind of movie <laughs> something that my son would enjoy but i would just have to like take him to and kind of waste two hours of my life kind of thing right <laughs> um so that's yeah that that is literally how i approach this Um, and, uh, yeah, 
uh, I was uh, I was surprised in a lot of ways. Uh, we'll get into it, but um, yeah, going in, I had low expectations. Yeah, like it's it's hard not to shake the like kind of vid- quote unquote video game curse when it comes yeah. to the movies. Yep. Where uh, no one, you see one, it's terrible, like in many many different ways, and you have some that you watch that are probably the worst movie you've ever seen. And like like the cast, the casting was such a big controversy when it, when it, they dropped all the major cast members. Um, really, it was just over Chris Pratt. It was really over, <laughs> just Chris Pratt being Mario. Yeah. And I think everyone else was like, "Ah, eh, it's fine." Like, mm-hmm. but but it, of course, I see what you're getting at, Henry. Where you see these big name voice actors, and you think that's almost like they hired the names. It's almost like a mask for a shitty movie. Yep. That it's just there to put the names up there to put the Anya Taylor joy, Chris Pratt, Seth Rogen, big names on top of the posters. People would go see it. Well, and while the, uh, you think um, if the movie was good, that would sell itself. Yeah. Right. And they wouldn't need to put these big actors and that most yeah. of the budget probably went to the, you know, these big actors, these big actor salaries while and, and cutting costs on the animation. Yep. And so like, it's kind of hard to juggle that. I think just like all of that. And I think still have like hype for the movie. I think the trailer kind of gave me a big sigh of relief. Like, <laughs> ah, okay, this doesn't look shitty. <laughs> this looks like this could this could work. This could mm-hmm. work. <laughs> and, like, the animation looked pretty good. Like, uh, I actually like, wow, Jack Black is actually really good as Bowser. Um, And so, and, and I think when, he, when a lot of people heard Chris Pratt, you know, Mushroom Kingdom, here we go. You know, it sounded kind of stiff, and I think like a lot of people were like, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs> um, but hey, um, we we saw it. Uh, we had some time to sit on it, so I guess uh, let's get to what we liked about the movie. Right. So, who wants to start? What did you guys like about the Super Mario Brothers movie? Uh. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. First, I guess we should give the spoiler alert. Oh yeah, since we're getting in. <laughs> yeah. Movie. yeah, yeah. I was gonna yep. say spoiler alert. <laughs> cool. But yeah, go ahead, Bavaria. Um, I think what I liked about the movie is just like, you know, like all of us have already played the games and everything. I feel like the movie really just <laughs> like gave homage to like anyone who played any Mario game. You know, like yeah. the music is in there. The um, the characters, the the missions, you know, there is like Rainbow Road. There's the 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 mushrooms that you have to eat to to get bigger and stronger. Um, the super power ups, you know, like uh, the different kinds of like um, environments. You know, you just know them from playing like like the Mario games, you know, and uh, 
I, I just think like it just really played homage to the the video game the Mario franchise and like that in itself I think was I, I think that was like it, it was just really fucking awesome because like <laughs> like I said like like you uh like like this could have totally just been like a movie that does not respect like the franchise and just like you know put all these big name celebrities just to make a movie and sell it but like the producers and creators of this film really went like above and beyond to just like add these small little easter eggs and details for like the players to just like acknowledge and just be like ah I see what you did there, you know? Like, even, <laughs> even like, I cracked up when, like, uh, the blue turtle that you you see on Mario Kart was turned to a character. And then, like, he totally goes and, like, destroys everybody in Mario Kart. And, like, I just thought that was, like, hilarious and smart. And I just really love and appreciate those, like, um easter eggs that they went for um to just like kind of you know just kind of like give like a love letter to like the players people who have been playing the games for like ever you know yeah i 100 agree with all of that Furio. and yeah you took the words out of my mouth it's a love letter it's a love letter to the entire legacy of Mario games. And that was a huge, pleasant surprise to me. Like I went into this movie, not only with low expectations, but with pretty much no idea what the movie was about. All I knew was that it was called the Super Mario Brothers movie. So <laughs> I thought it was an adaptation of the Super Mario Brothers game. I did not know they were going to have reference to all these different Mario games, yeah? So, um, like, particularly Donkey Kong and Mario Kart. Those two stuck out to me. Um, I thought it was super cool that there was a lot of Donkey Kong stuff in the movie because that's where the Mario character originated from, right? And no, just... did. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you play... You are Mario in that game. And um, yeah, huge shout out to Shigeru Miyamoto, who's like a, a video game genius. And um, yeah, he created Donkey Kong. He created Mario. And um, yeah, the, the the source material is really respected here. So really cool that there's a lot of Donkey Kong stuff. And I was just talking about earlier how um, my Mario Kart playing years were very special to me. Oh my god, the Mario Kart stuff in this movie <laughs> is so fucking good and I think it's the best stuff in the entire movie and it it just kind of it transported me back to those years playing Mario Kart where you're picking your vehicle and yeah you you mentioned the Rainbow Road Perferio they mm -hmm. they they race on the Rainbow Road it's so awesome and um Oh, it was just magical. Yeah, that that the Mario Kart section was funny. It was exciting, and um, it brought back a lot of great nostalgia. 
Yeah, like I think you guys touched on like some re like really good points with like how it's like a love letter, lots of nostalgia, lots of references for the past like I guess forty years now. Going all the way back to Donkey Kong, who even like throws barrels at Mario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know when him and when Mario and DK fight, and I think this captures what it really feels like to play a Mario game. Uh, I think it like one thing I really loved were like the platforming sections. Um, there's like a really cool scene towards the beginning where it's like I think it's like No Sleep Till Brooklyn, and you, it's like a side-scrolling section. uh with mario and luigi how they oh they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i yeah. thought that was a really great little scene <laughs> and yeah. it felt like oh that's that's like that looks like something out of a mario game yeah and um you have like the little training course of course uh where mario gets the mushroom power up and has to make it to the flag like in the original super mario brothers and then of course and uh It's funny, the like when I saw the Koopas ambush <laughs> uh Mario and the Kongs, I, I thought, oh uh, this this kind of looks like a PG Mad Max. <laughs> the Koopas <laughs> had this like big Mad Max kind of flavor to them mm, yeah, yeah, as yeah. they were like approaching. And uh but that was a lot of fun. That was another great like little set piece where you see Mario throw a shell at another cart. And like you have the blue shell, like you mentioned, Porfirio, mm -hmm. and it really does. Like the movie has definitely has like an energy and a lot of references. Like what feels like a reference, like every second, every frame, every musical cue, there's a reference to something, some Mario game, some Nintendo thing. Um, going as far back as Donkey Kong all the way up to uh, Mario Odyssey, uh, like the with the like the little de yeah, the desert area um, mm. that you see for like a second with the upside down pyramid. Um, and so it was really fun to like pick out as I'm watching the movie. And so, um, I guess here, yeah. Here's a question for you guys. Um, what did you guys think of the voice cast of the Mario movie? Was that a positive or was that a negative? Any, uh, any particular highlights as well? I think the only one I feel like really got their money's worth of the, the voice cast. Because like, I feel like the voice cast wasn't a big deal. Like Chris Pratt, like, you know, I you know in the beginning I said I had like all this like negativity behind it but at the end of the day i really didn't care about him in it like it made no difference to um if his if his voice was in it or not like i know i, I said like oh they didn't give him like the italian accent but at the end of the day it didn't really matter um i thought that was cool and honestly yeah i feel like the voice cast was like did not like make or break the movie like it made no difference i feel like if, if it was the big names or whatever the only one i will say that again like got their money's worth is jack black as browser <laughs> he totally <laughs> yeah. just like <laughs> encompied 
the character um you know he had that solo single of seeing peaches you know which was that deserves like a fucking grammy in itself <laughs> you know like like he brought so much humor to the character which i feel like nobody would have expected because browsers like a character the least character you'd expect to find like any humor like i feel like if you were to like if somebody were to voice browser that's like a real life action version of him i feel like it'd be someone like the brock or like vin diesel so jack black was like the least person i expected and he, he just totally like changed up the character gave it a lot of personality and like like knowing that it was jack black like i it's like oh yes this is jack black you know but everybody else was just like i i really didn't care like i i was like okay chris pratt's this seth rogan's this um uh anna is this like i really i really didn't care um but yeah that that that's my two cents on that <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement there also. I think for the most part, this movie could have been entirely voiced by like actual voice actors, not movie stars, and it would have been just as good, maybe better. Um, the exception being Jack Black, because Jack Black got to go full Jack Black in this movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's that really bizarre and hilarious scene where he does a musical number it's very uh you know tenacious d um but uh yeah jack black is great with his voice acting in this movie and he gets to sing also so <laughs> he, he puts in <laughs> overtime for this movie he's great um yeah the rest of the voice cast so like i said like it, it could have been you know non-big names and mm. I, yeah, in, in a way, I, I think maybe it could have been better because, um, I mean, I love Seth Rogen, the, the comedy actor Seth Rogen, but his voice is so unmistakable. You could always hear his voice when he does animated movies and he does a lot. Um, and I heard his voice in this movie. And I when I heard it, I thought, oh, that's Seth Rogen. I didn't think oh, that's Donkey Kong. Right. It, so it kind of took me out of the movie a bit, took me away from the character. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, a bit of a distraction and in, in the end, except for Jack Black, uh, you know, I didn't think they needed these, these big name actors. Um, uh, one side note though, a big side note, it is awesome that they got the original Mario voice, uh, mm -hmm. Charles Martinet in the movie, mm -hmm. uh, as Mario's dad. Um, that is awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, kind of along the lines of what you're saying, Perfurio, like, the the voice cast it was it was kind of inconsequential in a lot of ways. It's good that it's not like you guys didn't say ah it was bad it dragged out the movie. It, I definitely feel mostly the same way. It's eh, it was like mostly fine. Uh, Jack Black was definitely a big standout as Bowser. He definitely steals the show. I think uh, the one other voice actor I really liked that was in the movie. Um, it was actually Charlie Day's Luigi. I think that was um. We'll probably get into the negative. Maybe I'll spoil a negative, but like Luigi really wasn't in this movie all that much. 
But I think Charlie Day kind of has that real manic kind of tone to his voice, that high pitched yeah. manic manic kind of voice, which I think <laughs> is like it fits Luigi really well. Also, like hey, he's kind of like I think of all I'm a big It's Always Sunny fan, but like I think of all the other kind of main actors, he's kind of the least well known. He's definitely not movie star famous like Seth Rogen, Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, but I also, but I thought you know they were all fine. Um, I Chris Pratt definitely took a little bit of getting used to. But I think once I got once I got into it, it like it didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the peaches was definitely uh, something I wasn't expecting. <laughs> it was like one of the best moments of the film. Yeah, and I find it hilarious that right now it's actually on the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> what number is this? The song is charting. Uh, I gotta find the place. Um, Peaches Billboard Hot 100. I think it is at uh, number 83 right now, as of uh, last Monday. So, as of uh, April 24th, Peaches is on number 83 on the Billboard Hot 100. (laughs) Whether it climbs up further or drops, we will see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it definitely was a nice return to for very tenacious D. Yes. All right. Um, any other shout outs, any other things you liked about this movie that you guys would like to talk about? I, I think here you kind of touched upon this, but I'd like that. Yeah. Like Charles's voice, the original um, voice actor for Mario, he was in it mm-hmm. and you know, like, I thought it was cool, like, the lines he was given. Like, he just kept saying, like, oh, my boys, you know, like, I'm really proud of you, you know. I just felt like it was, like, a little bit, like, again, like, this, like, paying homage to everything. Like, it's him, like, you know, because he, like, voices both Mario and Luigi, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just, like, this, like, cool, like, one, like, 360, like, turnaround, like, of... Charles, like, you know, he basically grew up with these characters, you know, and to just kind of hear him, like, be, like, the, I guess, like, father figure to these characters, like, now moving from, like, a, the small screen to, like, this, like, big full-length feature um, was really uh, just a really cool, like, Easter egg, you know. It's kind of, kind of like you know, like when like you see like Stanley's cameos within the MCU. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. It definitely feels like in that vein, you know, it's something that they really should have had in there. You know, it wouldn't have felt right if he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as we're still on the positives, I thought I'd talk about my uh, movie going experience a little bit uh i had a great experience going to see this movie um <laughs> i saw it on opening weekend it was the uh uh sunday afternoon matinee 2 30 show at the grand lake theater in oakland and um yeah a lot of kids uh in the theater um a lot of parents in the theater myself included um 
but uh, like people of all ages, you know, there were little kids, parents, Gen Z, millennials, um, you know, a, a huge spectrum of, of age ranges. Yeah. And I'm telling you, every single person in that theater had a blast. <laughs> Everyone was having a good time. Uh, the kids were rowdy and the dads were fist pumping, including myself. <laughs> and um, it was just such a fun time. And um, that's the kind of movie this is. It really spans a huge age range. You know, um, we talked about the legacy of Mario games and it goes back a long ways. So um, it makes sense. Um you know, they still had to stick the landing and this movie really does it. You know, it it appeals to a huge age range. And I think maybe that's the the, the biggest magic trick of them all for this movie that mm -hmm. somehow, you know, little kids, you know, um, my eight-year-old son all the way to his old Gen X dad. <laughs> we were both just having a ball watching this movie and every age in between, I could see like a group of like teenage boys up front. They were having a great time. Um, it was just, yeah, people were loving it. Uh, so th that, that really speaks volumes for me. You know, it, it's, it's hard to really have that mass appeal and um uh this movie has it it really does um and, and just furthering on that a bit um i think it appeals to a huge range of fandom levels too you know i think hardcore mario fans can get so much out of this movie christian you're talking about all the references you know um but casual fans too if if you played any of these mario games one time you would get it you know you would you would understand like oh that mushroom makes you big or this the turtle shell will knock out your 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 opponent in mario kart like just little things and you'll you'll get it and it'll you'll it'll have a connection yeah um so it appeals to so many ages so many fandom levels um and just the universal appeal of this movie really blew me away it, it really amazed me yeah it like yeah seeing this movie in a theater was just so a lot of fun yeah um yeah. all right well um i guess uh i guess a couple quick shout outs i don't uh i guess before we might hit the negatives um is i want to shout out uh, i guess since we were talking about references the uh brian tyler did the music um, and I thought the soundtrack was was actually amazing. I love the way uh, he weaved together the scores of like different Mario games, as well as like kind of gave it that like big movie cinematic score. I mm -hmm. think like a lot of the energy is really tied into that soundtrack, um, as well as like the animation surprised me. I thought the animation was wonderful here. Uh, there was a lot of really great shots. I thought the cinematography with the side-scrolling sections was great, and with a lot of the platforming sections, um, there was like a whole energy and a lot of movement um, in the movie. In the movie, which is what you really want in a Mario movie, 
games all about movement, games all about you know energy. And I think the set pieces were a lot of fun. They felt very Mario and they felt very imaginative. I think this is a movie that really could have fallen into just your generic character battles until the movie's over. Character battles in different sections, but it does really feel like playing Mario because of wonderful animation and wonderful music. I think those really elevated the movie. So let's see. Do you guys have anything else before we go on to the negatives? Nah. All right. Well, what what didn't you guys like about the movie? Do you guys, what are the negatives you guys have? Okay, so I don't I don't know if you consider this a negative, but like I th I think um I just felt like the story was kind of ridiculous, you know, like like I know it definitely paid homage to like the the video games of like Princess Peach beating the other castle, you have to go save her, you know, and this whole like thing about like Princess Peach um like whether or not she remembered being a human or living among humans and then like stepping up to defend her her um her kingdom because browser wants to marry her i was like oh this this is really out there and really ridiculous and very over the top but at the end of the day i didn't care you know <laughs> like it was just the the everything else about the film was just so much fun that it was just like let's just go with this and let's just like this is not like a like movie where it's like gonna be like the last of us where it's gonna be like like uh, has a strong like storyline this is just meant to be fun and ridiculous and let's just like watch it and watch it for what it what it is and enjoy it you know so but so i don't know if that's a negative or not <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, in that vein, um, I was thinking for us, people who've played a lot of Mario games in our in our time, um, it's not a negative because, you know, it, it makes sense to see a, a little plumber guy eating mushrooms and turning big and smashing turtles and <laughs> driving go-karts around, but... To the average person, it's it is pretty ridiculous, right? So, um, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, Perfio. It's debatable if it's a negative, but I do wonder, like, if there are non-gamer people watching this movie, like, what's their reaction going <laughs> right. to be? Like, it, I would, yeah, it's just so out there. Like, the stuff that happens in the movie is the stuff that happens in the game. So, you know, for people like us, it's like, okay, this just that's how it is. I'm glad it's this way because that's that's how the games were. Yeah. Um, but to the average person, I mean, I shouldn't even say the average person because I, I would say most people at this point, I mean, you know, G Gen X and younger, it, uh, to 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 all those generations, I, I, most people have some kind of experience playing a Mario game or just being aware of this stuff. So it's it's not even like a minority of people, I think. 
Um, but to, okay, I'll just say to a lot of people, it might seem really ridiculous and it might be like, what the hell's going on? What is this? Um, like I'm thinking like the big highlight of the movie was like right in the middle, all the Mario Kart stuff. Like I'm wondering to like a non gamer person, like it could just be like, what, what is this? It's just like weird (laughs) psychedelic thing. It's just like a, a chase scene in the middle of the movie that doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on. Why are they doing this? You know? Um, so I do wonder like, okay, maybe if you don't get all the little references, if you don't have all this nostalgia for the games and stuff, um, I, I would have to think that, you know, the, the watching this movie could be a little tedious. Oh, a parent who probably yeah like doesn't get the references would probably be like is maro eating mushrooms are those psychedelic <laughs> like is he seeing like this like rainbow road you know and yeah like is he on drugs you know <laughs> like <laughs> i could just picture like a, 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 a parent who yeah doesn't get these references like thinking that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and, and the movie is just full of a lot of weird stuff and we talked yeah. about the 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 bowser piano solo scene rainbow road mario kart stuff I, the very beginning where they're they're cutting that commercial to sell their plumbing business and and just yeah the whole thing is it is objectively strange you know um i think strange in a really good way but i could see you know it being a little bit too weird for some people perhaps mm-hmm. yeah i could see like i could definitely see it being like too weird um i guess like i grew up with it so a lot of it seems like very normal but it's like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's just giant yeah. pipes everywhere um and you grow when you eat a mushroom <laughs> like that um oh yeah they just uh and then like oh you you get the invincibility star at the end mm-hmm. and so yeah it, it, I'd be curious to show like this movie to like my dad, you know, <laughs> you even though my dad is like, it's like, well, he's, he's really good at Dr. Mario and he has oh. some familiarity, but mm-hmm. I'd be curious to get his, like his opinion on it. Um, Because like the world is so outlandish. And I think mm-hmm. on one hand, yeah, it's like, it, it is really, really weird and like but i also think on the other hand that that makes it very unique you know the even today there's really nothing in the video game world like mario yeah among nintendo among other um franchises no nothing is really nothing really captures the world of mario the same way that mario does with all of its weirdness and like uniqueness um, but I do think kind of what um, the movie is kind of missing in that story department. I think like uh, is that like there there's not a lot of like really big character beats in the movie. Um, the movie just kind of like, okay, this is this character. Uh, like Donkey Kong, for example, is someone who kind of shows up about eh, a third of the way into the movie, roughly. Um, and then he has his little arc with uh, Cranky Kong and how Cranky Kong doesn't um, 
see him as who he is, as who he really is. And mm. he's having the, the father son trouble. And I think that kind of just like, Oh, it's like quickly shown up. They have a little bit at the end where uh, Mario and Donkey Kong are in the fish. And then, then they kind of resolve the issue at the end. There's a lot of little things like you kind of see the setup you see, and then you kind of see a payoff, but there's so many characters that they're introducing and there's so many little like nods and like weirdness and set pieces kind of within that, that I did think while the movie does have a lot of energy and like a lot of fun, you know, that never really lets up at the same time. Like, I think like, man, this probably could have been like 10 minutes longer you know, this this movie probably could have been a little longer and probably could have had, like, something to kind of flesh out the characters. Something, something to really, like, make you root for them a little more. Like, um, particularly, like I mentioned, like, Luigi kind of just disappears, even though he mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's in the title. He's one of the Super Mario Brothers. But he disappears. You don't really to see him interact with the other prisoners or Bowser too much. Yeah. Um, Bowser's just kind of doing his own thing. Uh, Mario and Peach only interact for a little bit, but you, oh, they're like, uh, you know, maybe they're saving something romantic or platonic. You're not sure. I'm not getting into that. But <laughs> that's like, you see, like, oh, that's kind of set up. That's kind of developed. And then it's dropped. And then it's Mario and Donkey Kong, and then that's kind of set up a little bit, and then it's dropped. And now it's kind of back to this. So what do you guys think of that? Like, you guys think it's a little too fast-paced? Do you guys think that's that's the, that's the story department, like kind of one of the big flaws of it? I feel like, I mean, now that you're, you bring that up... Um... I feel it's kind of like, you know, like uh, uh, <laughs> the closest thing I could think of to compare that is like Avengers Infinity War, where, you know, you're trying to introduce all these like new characters, you know, like like all these characters all at once and then just give them like their own like spotlight. Um, and whether or not it's rushed, it's it's like debatable. Um I personally don't think it was rushed just because, like, you know, like, like all of us, we we grew up playing these characters, you know, like, like, you know, Toad and Peach. And so we were, like, familiar with them. So I feel like they there didn't need to be, like, a whole lot of, like, airtime or screen time for for these, like, interactions with these characters, you know. Um, which again, it's like kind of brings me up to like kind of really like to what I was saying about like oh about the story like there's like is there character development or not? But at the same time, I'm like I don't care. This it was really fun to watch. <laughs> but I so like I do see where you're coming from, but I think like you know they that illumination just wanted to like introduce like so many characters that like as fans you're just gonna be like oh my gosh like. That's Donkey Kong. That's Diddy Kong. That's um, uh, uh, Peach and Luigi and so forth. You know, like that. You just don't really 
care if they have like dialogue or screen time. But that's just my take. Um, what do you think, Henry? Uh, well, I think we alluded to the runtime of the movie, but yeah, apparently the runtime of this movie is 92 minutes. And I love that because we're living in a day and age where it seems like every movie has to be like two and a half hours plus, you know. Um, so I love the fact that this is a pretty short movie and um it moves this movie moves there is no slow point you know it just moves right along and it's it's a lot of fun um i would not add to that runtime you know to to do more <laughs> character development whatever we're, what we're talking about here i would not do that um you know i i, I see what you guys are talking about where okay it's maybe a little thin on story and character development but i don't know it's just not that kind of movie right and i would say that the primary relationship in this movie is mario and luigi and i think there is enough of that relationship developed um you know those two characters and um you know luigi overall doesn't do a whole lot but there is a great payoff to the Luigi character at the very end. And, you know, he's really the heart and soul of this movie, you know, the, the emotional center of the movie. And um, yeah, there, there's, there's enough of that to, to keep this movie together, I think. And um, yeah, I, I, w I wouldn't waste, you know, another few minutes trying to develop you know, other characters, whatnot, um, to the expense of like the pace and the, the excitement of the movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's like, you know, just enough uh, development happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess, I guess um, we were talking about this last of us, but I think you mentioned that, like, you know, something's great when you want more of it. Yeah. It leaves you yeah. Wanting. Yeah. And Sounds like this. Do want more Mario? So let's see. Do you guys have any other negatives? Things that may have bothered you that you may want to shout out? Mm. All right. I don't nope. think so. Better. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. All right then. Um. So then I I have a question for you guys. I'm gonna throw out um some numbers here. So let's talk about. Uh, the success of this movie because it's kind of no secret that this movie is a major runaway success. This movie is like uh, surpassed Frozen, like, or I think Frozen 2. Um, and it's closing in on grossing a billion dollars as of April 24th. Um, so last Monday, the Super Mario Brothers movie has grossed $871 million. And um, the train is train keeps going, so it will easily surpass a billion. So um, I think this might be a good jumping off point to ask, what's, what's next for Super Mario? And I'll start this off by asking, um, what... 
like based on these numbers, a lot of people are looking at these. A lot of Hollywood analytics are looking at those numbers. Um, do you guys think that this movie is the start of a wave, basically the start of kind of what could be the next big pop culture trend or next big Hollywood movie trend? video game adaptions like do you guys think this is the next big thing yeah i 100 think so like you mentioned the box office it's a huge hit and um hollywood is looking for ways to get people into movie theaters and um i i can tell you right now like hollywood is going bananas over video games they're looking for more they want to adapt more i guarantee you this you know i think the whole superhero thing is starting to get stale a bit and um movie execs are looking for the next big thing and this is it man i mean you know there is so much material they can mine here right um so you know good or bad i guarantee you that these conversations are happening and um some some big discussions are going down right now guarantee it yeah going off what henry said i think um like you know just this year alone we got two great um video game adaptation works we had the last of us on hbo max where everybody was like tuning in every week to watch that you know and now we we have the super mario movie where it is like the number one movie of the year you know and i think yeah folks are kind of there's a little bit of us the superhero fatigue is definitely like real you know like disney plus like the tv shows they haven't really generated a lot of buzz and even like the latest like Ant-Man film barely made I think like I think like 400 million which is like half of what the Super Mario movie made you know so I just think you know like it's it's also just like like video games um like there's a lot of source material there and like if you just make it like fun, entertaining, like you don't have to like make it serious or like trying to make a storyline out of it. Like, you know, like I think we talked about um, or Henry talked about Sonic, you know, or uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Detective Pikachu, you know, like mm-hmm. don't try to make like a story out of something that doesn't need a story like just make it entertaining and and be respectful of the the source material um then i think like that's like a gold mine for hollywood executives yeah like yeah the mario and last of us really made this one two punch video game adaptions like um and i think this is the start of something something i think that could be really really big um it's interesting that you guys also kind of bring up kind the 
kind of the superhero fatigue, the how uh, movies like Quantumania didn't do as well. Shazam, Fear of the Gods, um, didn't, did not also pretty like flopped pretty bad. Um, mm. None of us saw it as well. So, <laughs> we didn't help. Because nobody cared. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, whether or not that fatigue continues, uh, I guess we, we shall see. But I could see this becoming the like the big Hollywood trend. I think that video game adaptions have gotten a lot better in recent years. Um, but they've stayed in the animated series space. And I animated um, in some anime, but this is the first time I think it, it's really crossed over and really entered in the mainstream and really proven that this could work. Uh, video game movies were terrible before. They almost always bombed. Um, and so it's great to see these kind of come back. Um, and well, I like Sonic. Uh, I don't have the numbers for Sonic right now, but Sonic 1 and 2 were both kind of released like in the pandemic era. Sonic was released right before, and Sonic 2 is kind of released as theaters were starting to open back up again. And so this movie is just such a massive runway success that, you know, people are watching. And so they could find the next... So do you guys think... Um, what would you guys want to see in say like a Nintendo cinematic universe or Nintendo Nintendo movies? Like, would you guys want to see something kind of like similar to what Marvel has um, where movies are connected? Um, maybe something not connected, but more Nintendo movies or maybe something in between a smash bros. Would you guys want to see like a smash bros movie? Yes. <laughs> um uh yeah so definitely want to see a smash bros movie a brawl movie i think it'd be really fun to see like a nintendo cinematic universe the ncu you know um i think it'd be fun to see all these like other movies like kirby and legend of zelda and um uh What's what's that franchise? The one with um Samus? Metroid. Metroid. I like totally went brain farted there. Um and like Star Fox. Like I think it would be really fun to see these animated films like just come to life and then kind of like have like this like yeah, like kind of I guess like little like um subplot of like all of them kind of crossing over and like super smash bros like brawl having like a hunger game storyline where they all have to like defeat one another you know but yeah i think it'd be fun yeah you know it's funny before seeing this movie the super mario brothers movie I would say don't adapt Nintendo video games at all. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ruin my childhood again, you know. Um, but after seeing this movie, I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. You know, let's bring bring on those uh, Nintendo adaptations because it seems like 
they know how to do it right now. Finally, right? Um, personally, I would love to see a Legend of Zelda movie. I think of all the Nintendo games, that's probably the most beloved one for me. Um, I mean, so beloved that I would be like, you got to do this right. Um, but like I'm saying, it, it, it seems like they they know how to do it now. So um, yeah, if they, if they can pull it off, would love to see that for sure. Um, I would add too that it is interesting that there is a lot of talk about the NCU having all these connected movies and stuff. Um, I don't know if I'd want to see that, you know, to have it all connected like the Marvel movies. Um, because the video games historically haven't really been like that so much, um, except for Super Smash Brothers. So, you know, maybe the way I'd like to see it rolled out is, yes, have, you know, more Nintendo movies, a Metroid movie, Legend of Zelda movie, etc. Uh, but have them be separate, not have the characters crossover but then have it culminate in a Super Smash Brothers movie. So have one connected universe movie. Um, that might be kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But um, I think uh, there's there's a lot of potential here. Oh, and I wanted to add too that, you know, w with these video game IPs, I mean, in terms of adapting them, I think these movie studios are are sitting on gold mines here because um you know with the superhero stuff we talk a lot about the relatability of the characters you know that's a big part of the marvel secret sauce right because you feel like oh i can be like spider-man because i'm like spider-man i have a lot of his problems all that stuff well i think with video games it almost takes it a step further because with gaming you are literally in the character's shoes. You're controlling these characters. So when you're growing up, you know, over the years, you talk about relatability. Like, I am Mario. I literally am Mario when I'm <laughs> playing these games, right? You know, we talked about Mario Kart. Like, I am Toad driving that cart, trying to win, you know? Um, so that that's built. That connection is built in, right? So once they start doing this stuff right, um, the fans will be craving it because there's already that huge connection. You know, I myself am a much big comics fan than video game fan, but even I know that uh, the connection with the characters can be a lot stronger with video games because you are literally controlling them. So yeah, it, it, this could be a huge, huge thing moving forward. Yeah, like I definitely agree that, um, like the yeah, the movies probably shouldn't be connected in the same way Marvel movies were, uh, or I mean Marvel movies are, um, and how Nintendo isn't really built that way. You know, it's it's not there really isn't outside of Smash Brothers and I guess you know extra characters in Mario Kart or another party type game. There really isn't a lot of connecting them and i think that could be a good way for these like passion projects to to grow there might be there could be a team who loves zelda uh, or metroid 
just as much as the team that wants Mario and they might take it in a completely different direction. I think Metroid, I would love to see a Metroid movie and Metroid, I think would exist much better in a PG 13 space as a much darker, I, you know, much darker concept than super Mario. Um, and so I, I would also, I think an animated Zelda movie would look really good. Um, I think Studio Ghibli doing a Legend of Zelda movie I've seen thrown around on the internet uh, mm. is a really good idea. Yeah, I think I don't think they do it, but I think that kind of style and flavor would I think do really really well with with Zelda. And so you are right that they they do have a gold mine, and I think now the fact that they have a gold mine this entire time has kind of flipped a switch in Hollywood because you earlier, you know, when we were growing up, you know, you see these flops come out Mm -hmm. over and over. Um, And you look back 10, 15 years ago and movies like doom or the UE ball movies and you think, Oh, it's trash. All of them are trash, but I think (laughs) you're right. You're definitely onto something, Henry with, Oh, well I am that character this i am them yeah when i play the game and there's that relatability mario is a i think that works really well for mario he's a plumber he's from brooklyn he really is like the everyman yeah and i think there's a good way to kind of bring them into other characters like that um link samus fox you know the list goes on even outside of nintendo games i think there is just like a treasure trove so many different ideas i think between movies shows anime animated shows anime you know i think that this could be this could be a wave in a sense definitely um so all right um how would you guys like to get to the ratings now any other shout outs you'd like to call out before we get to ratings. I did have some random thoughts. Um, So I think we alluded to the fact that initially fans were like, wait a minute, Chris Pratt is doing the Mario voice and he's not doing that kind of stereotype Italian accent, right? Um, And I think some people are like, oh, here it goes, you know, the woke police again, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, I just wanted to say that I think this movie handled that stuff really well because there was a nice balance. I thought a balance of progressive aspects to the movie and the uh, original material. Yeah. So um, the movie did address the stereotype Mario voice, right? In a really funny way. So, um, yes, the character of Mario does not have that stereotypical voice, but that stereotypical voice is in the movie. It's still in there, right? And it's kind of a wink-wink thing. Um, And I thought it was handled really uh, in a really great way. And it's really funny. Um, Similarly, um, the... The Princess Peach character, um, 
you know, in the games historically, she is like a damsel in distress, right? Slightly problematic, right? Um, and at the end of the movie, she essentially is a damsel in distress. So if you're like, I want to see the original material, well, you're getting that there. But she's also a heroic character as well. So th there's a nice balance there. And I, I could tell that um, the way the movie was made, there was a lot of thought for these things. They wanted it to make they wanted to make a progressive movie, but they wanted to, um, you know, pay homage to the source material, too. So I thought it was a, it was a pretty cool balance there. Uh, one other thing very random uh one of the stranger um uh media release for this movie was apparently some people think the luigi character is hot in this movie <laughs> <laughs> and i don't understand this at all but i don't know uh, if you guys have any opinions on this <laughs> Is it just like a funny thing that they threw out there? But is the Luigi character hot in this movie? I Any mean, thoughts? Look, at, look at that mustache, man. <laughs> a... And like, you know, he could jump really high. <laughs> <laughs> My sense is that kind of like what I was saying before, he, he's kind of the emotional center of the movie. And it, there are some touching moments with this character. So, um, and at the end of the movie, he is a very he is a very appealing character, but is he hot? I don't know. I don't know if I'd <laughs> categorize him that way. <laughs> I did see that a lot online. Yeah. It's like I noticed something similar with like Loki after the original Avengers. That was like mm, trending. Yeah. I guess it's a little different because it's like, you know, it's Tom Hiddleston, a real Hollywood actor. Yeah. Also in green. <laughs> Mm. Oh, interesting. Maybe people maybe, just love the color green. Maybe it's that green. Yeah, maybe it's green. <laughs> <laughs> green is popping. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Time to make my entire wardrobe green now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta grow out my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think with that, uh, why don't we get to uh, some ratings here? How would you guys rate the Super Mario Brothers movie. Who would like to go first? Uh, I can go. So, um, yeah, man, I'm telling you, I will never forget the afternoon uh, I watched this movie. A lot of fun. And the, the, the vibe of the theater was like, so great um and the surprise of it all I, I can't believe like how shocked i was you know like i i went in literally like i'm gonna you know take my son to this movie he's gonna have a great time and i'm just gonna like enjoy the fact that he's having fun but me <laughs> i'm probably just gonna be like okay let me just eat some popcorn and you know get through this but like 15 minutes in, 20 minutes in, I'm like, wait a minute. This movie is pretty fucking awesome, you know? And I was having a really good time. And like, I was kind of like scanning the room and everyone was having a great time, you know? Um, so that definitely has to be said. 
Um, I am a notorious raider. I, you know, you know, I mean, I rarely give five stars for a movie. Um, so I am gonna have to go with a four here, the solid four. Um, and yeah, I may, maybe the only thing is, is the fact that, um, you know, for for the non gamers out there, I I just really wonder if you might not get anything out of this movie. <laughs> really, it'll just be like a loud, bright mess for you. <laughs> Um, so that that's maybe my uh word of warning. Um, I love the runtime, I love the fact that it's a short movie. It's see it in the theaters too. Yeah, I have a feeling maybe watching it at home, it wouldn't be the same. See it in a, in on the big screen with an audience. Um, so much fun, and um, oh, the the nostalgia of it. You know, we talk so much about fandom on this podcast, and um, this movie really hits those fandom notes. There's fan service in it, and a lot of it was so thoughtfully done. You know, I talked about the, the balancing and the progressive aspects. That kind of thoughtfulness is is there throughout the movie, the way they handled uh, the game characters and and the the different games they decided to insert into into the movie to differing extents and just yeah I, you you just felt it you felt the thoughtfulness and um just just a really good experience watching this one for sure all right what did you think of the Super Mario Brothers movie Porfirio i had a lot of fun it was yeah like i I guess, like, yeah, since going into the movie with, like, no expectations and maybe just a little bit, like, oh, they're going to mess this up. Chris Pratt's in it, whatever. Like, I just, I had a lot of fun. Um, I really love, again, like, all the Easter eggs that they did. And it was just a really, really great love letter to, like, the fans and um, people who've been playing the franchise for many years, like, like the little subtle hits of like the characters, how characters like um, interacted and and actions they performed, um, the music, the side quests, like the adventures, the missions. Like it was just super cute and awesome. Um, uh, easily one of my favorite movies of the year so far. So. I would definitely go watch it again and I would me I think just because I love the franchise and or like the Mario games I would give this a five I don't know how folks would take it who never grew up who didn't grow up with Mario you know just seeing this just being a little too much or just ridiculous but for me personally I just thought this was really great and cute and adorable. So I give it a five. Nice. All right. Um, so, yeah, this is this is definitely like I think a movie I've just always wanted um, growing up. Mario is a big fan. Uh, this is always kind of the treatment I've wanted Mario to get. Um and watching this it's like wow i'm a kid again you know it definitely brought back those feelings 
of playing and it brought back a lot of hype it just like you know really energized me um i think like uh you know as a movie there are definitely some some problems they definitely go you know they def like i said i do think uh you know i could have used maybe a little more i could you know maybe the, the plot there are definitely like you kind of see the plot beats coming a mile away you have your 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 formula to kind of kind of rein you in mm -hmm. a little bit in a way it's but the more I think about it, the less of the, like I think of those as negatives because we talked about just how weird the movie is and maybe and the simple structure with the character beats and the plot, the way the plot moves probably helps rein everything in from all the kind of weirdness, the little references. People might not get what a blue shell is or um, people might not like know who donkey kong is right away when they see him and so i think I, that probably helps it more than it hinders it um and i think seeing this movie in the theater was a lot of fun i just it is you know uh a really energizing and fun 90 minutes i can't wait to like see it on streaming later and like as this big like Mario movie, as this big grand video game movie, it does really feel like a five out of five. Um, I don't think it's like the you know a perfect. It's not my favorite five out of five I've ever given. This is you know Citizen Kane, uh, so to speak. I know that's always a thing, but you know maybe it's the Citizen Kane of video game movies. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, maybe this is Citizen Kane of video game movies. There you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, I guess that shows you how low the bar is um, for for this this very specific subgenre. Um, and yeah, like as a fan, it definitely hits all the hits all the right notes. Um, and so yeah, sure, I'll I'll be with Porfirio here. I'll go with the five. Awesome. Hey. You know, Christian, I'm so happy for you because it seems like you've been waiting your whole life for something like this, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's this movie's kind of a dream come true? Yeah, um, this this really is like playing him as a kid, watching like I I got I found the cartoons online. Uh, they came out. I was too young to watch them when they came out, um, and some came out like before I was even born. So uh, I learned how to how to uh, pirate these very early in my life uh, <laughs> off of uh, like LimeWire, Napster. <laughs> I that so that's what I used Napster for when I was like seven years old was to watch the show i watched the movie but nothing but a lot of it was very old very dated not very well done so to see something this like of, of a much higher caliber made by people who love the game seemingly is oh hey they love this as much as i do uh seeing it was something quite special i think like um you know uh, there's always like definitely there's things from your childhood that you love to death and it really is great to see it come together like really come together on screen um i think superhero movies are definitely um like you know part of that you know your comic books as you grow it when you grow up 
and then hey later on oh wow there's a superhero there's this really big superhero movie coming out um and like being a big justice league fan i didn't you know that 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 feeling kind of got taken away from me <laughs> the first time so i'm glad <laughs> i get it this time yeah yeah no i was having similar thoughts in my mind because um it 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 really is special when a movie or show succeeds in this way really tapping in to the fan base it can be a really special thing and you know if you're a geek it almost doesn't matter what you're into in a case like this where you know you know your buddy is super into super mario brothers like christian is and it's like that's oh, so awesome because i mean you know for me and Pavrio, obviously we're stoked but you know it's like a little bit more special for him and it just made me think of like when the the marvel studio stuff was was really kicking into high gear and there was just this feeling oh my god like it really was all my wildest dreams come true and um it's so awesome when we get stuff like this and it makes me think a little bit not to go too too uh too far down the rabbit hole but like some of the stuff that uh, martin scorsese said about how superhero movies aren't cinema and i think it's it it, it kind of misses the point on a lot of this stuff okay maybe technically these comic book and video game adaptations aren't as solid as you know these great art films um but they're doing something magical nonetheless right and um to tap into our childhoods and some of the most special moments in our lives a lot can be said about that right like that that really is something to celebrate you know um and it's it's hard to make a good movie and for for video game adaptations to finally get to this point it's uh it's definitely um a hallelujah moment for sure it really is yeah yeah so right. we started uh we started the comics recommendation segment last week so you might think well are we going to skip it this week since we're talking video games but wait we're going to keep it going this week yeah christian you got something are. for us i do they <laughs> they actually have super mario brothers comics what um i actually got a collection of them right here um these are the uh, kind of a, a collection of super mario brothers comics that were published in early issues of nintendo power nintendo power the monthly nintendo magazine uh would have feature comics in them uh, a lot of mario brothers but also like some zelda metroid Star Fox, what have you um and so the thing is with these comics like i've read a few of them you know, they they definitely lean more into the comedy, like kids' comedy, funny adventure side. I found scans of them growing up as well. Um, 
And I would say I'd recommend it, but the, the collections are very rare. <laughs> and of course, since they're gags meant for kids in the 90s, you know, it's a little more hit or miss, um, especially reading them growing up. But it is it is fun to experience Mario without, uh, you know, the challenges of the game without having to, you know, die so many times on certain levels. You, you could just kind of read through it. And so, yeah, it's nice little nice little cute fun. Um, one thing I actually do recommend that is a lot better that I, I also loved as a kid is the Legend of Zelda manga. Mm. I think Zelda is definitely much more story heavy than Mario. So that kind of fits a lot better. And I think the Zelda mangas were a really also big part of me uh, starting to read comics as a kid. I, I highly rec recommend all of those. Ocarina of Time, uh, especially. Awesome, awesome. So even video games have been adapted into comic books as well. <laughs> even Mario. <laughs> okay, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry, Porfirio, and Christian. <laughs>